guys, welcome back to ICRRC. This is our fourth podcast. Um, and today we have a very interesting topic for you guys. We're going to talk about petitions uh, and social media in general. So um, before we start, we have five special guests with us here today. Um, we have Kiara, Joyce, Kenya, Ted, and Sunny. Um, so let's go around and share a fun fact about ourselves because that's what we love doing on this podcast. Um, so let's start with Kiara. Hi, I'm Kiara, and I'm possibly the worst juggler in the world. Um, hi, my name is Ted, and I have problems uh, improvising, like talking while. Hi, I'm Kenyo, and sometimes I have problems acting straight. I'm Joyce, and I have a dog. I'm Sunny, and I used to own seven cats. Um, okay, so now that we've introduced ourselves, we're going to dive into the topic. So as I mentioned earlier, topic is about like petitions and just social media in general. Um, so I know for sure that I do use social media a lot. And it has unfortunately became, uh, become a very big part of my life. So, um, like, I just wanted to ask how social media, like, how you guys um, sort of react and interact with social media and how prevalent it is in your lives. Um, personally, I feel like social media has impacted, like, ever since, like, in, like, 2016, when I first, like, like really got into social media, uh, I feel like, it has been like a very big part of my life as I use it like probably like every single day. And it's probably like my like my most used like category on my phone. So um I mean personally for me, uh Instagram is like an app that I probably check like every single day. And it's prevalently seen like in my everyday life. Um and posts from like others about like topics on Instagram can lead me to honestly like inquire a lot about issues and certain subjects uh just through social media which can make me learn a lot more about like certain issues and topics uh for me personally social media does play a big role in my life and my everyday life as well and I think it really helps me be aware with what's going on around me Um, I also use it a lot, like every day. I'm pretty sure most people use it every day. And also it's like, like Instagram is like my main source for like issues and stuff and like news in general. Like I don't really watch the news or like read the news and stuff like that. I just like find out about stuff from Instagram. Yeah, so like for me, it's about the same as well. I don't really check news anymore. So Instagram is where I get my news and the latest updates on social issues and stuff. I agree with that as well. Social media for me is also very toxic at times. Um, and I think it's a bit sad for me, my personal opinion, um, that I don't actually read the news from like an actual news source and that I get my um, information from Instagram because a lot of the things that are on Instagram can be fake because literally anyone on the world, like in the planet, can put something on there. So I think like, do you guys, before reading something, do you guys judge the credibility of like, the post or something because obviously we don't all do like opvl stuff or whatever before reading an instagram post but like do you guys believe what you see on instagram like do you think about it or like what's your 
sort of thought process behind that? Oh, I mean, like normally when I like look at an Instagram post from like a story or like something, I usually like, like I don't notice it, but I tend to like look, like check their profiles to see if they have like a large like following amount. So like that, that's kind of like the, even though it's not really like, like hundred percent like accurate, it's like that's like the main factor that I use to check the credibility of the source. See, the the thing is like, um, I personally don't really check the credibility that much, cause like although like there's a wide amount of like, uh, sources and issues that um a lot of posts talk about uh i firstly like i don't inquire into too much of them so i think like the ones that i come across personally are mostly like um credible as um i guess for i like the sources i follow and pay attention at are like bigger uh sites and also um i agree with here's point that like social media can be really toxic at times like the community can really like go against each other in a really toxic way which is very unhealthy for a lot of us yeah so for me it's like pretty similar as well well i don't exactly check the credibility nor the page but it depends on the topic so if it's like something really severe or important i might check like who posted it or where they got their information from but if it's like something not as relevant, I would probably just skim through it and like believe it without really checking it, which is kind of a bad habit. I feel like when something big happens, I like a lot of people are like posting it on their story. So if I see a lot of it, I kind of just assume it's like true. And I don't really like click into their posts. So if there's a lot of it, I just like assume it's true. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I feel like if more people are reposting it, it's more likely that it is actually credible. So usually I'll just see how many re people repost it, where they repost it from. And it really depends on what they're reposting. So if it's something that really does not seem very believable, I will usually just search it up on Safari or Google just to check if it's correct. Yeah, um, I agree with all the points you guys made. Um, and that sort of brings us into the idea of like people on social media or like people on Instagram blindly following um, a post. Like I've like some of the most ridiculous posts I've seen on Instagram is the ones where it's like, if you share this on your story, you donate like one cent or like one meal um, to like someone who needs it. I find those absolutely ridiculous because it's clearly a joke and I still don't understand how people believe it. So if you're one of those people, I just want you to take a step back and rethink about what you're posting on your Instagram because it honestly doesn't make sense. Like it's just for them to have reach and stuff. And like, those are the Instagram posts that I feel like are just like sort of clogging up your feed and they're not like feeding you with real information um, that helps you be more aware of things. But yeah, that's just my opinion on it. What are you guys' opinion on that? Uh, I, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, I find that very true because there's just like some people out there on the internet, like I'm just not going to name names, but some that I follow who um, 
post and repost every single thing they see on the internet like every single issue even when it's like i wouldn't say like if it's small but like um f- from like really like fishy and weird pages that like even when you take your first glance at it it doesn't really make sense and when you really start looking into it if if you start looking into the issue or like the thing they're raising awareness for it it doesn't really make sense as like a real issue um following up on his point i feel like like it's just like a trend you know like some people say like if you don't speak up you're part of the problem which is like like you know yeah um and i do kind of agree with that i understand it's like you know you're helping promote the issue and raising awareness but to an extent it's not necessarily going to reach a lot of people like i understand where they're coming from but it might not be the most efficient way of spreading awareness and I feel like I agree with that. Like oftentimes it's also people, the same people reposting the same posts. So it's not really sharing any more information. So I think if you really wanted to share more information and be helpful, then share some new information, not just the same posts that everyone else is reposting. I also agree that at the same time, I feel like reposting it on your story is actually like really impactful because like I actually look at so many people I don't even know like stories and I actually find out about stuff from that and that's why I feel like you should really check if what you're posting on your story is accurate and reliable because a lot of people can just like blindly follow what it's saying just from you reposting it. No and I, I completely agree with that because sometimes if the same if people are reposting the exact same post then it becomes not as useful because I I agree with that I get a lot of my I see I learn a lot from the news on Instagram but then it's like 10 people reposting the same post and then I develop a habit of just skimming past it without even noticing it I think that's when it starts to become less useful yeah um I think what Joy said is like it's a really good point to make that you do actually learn stuff from people posting it but I think the idea of like the every single person posting the same thing again and again makes it repetitive and that just makes me want to completely not click into the post at all like I feel like it loses it, its effectiveness um like I specifically remember um it was a day after an incident happened at our school um and obviously we were all like trying to just speak up and support each other but I literally saw in at least 50 people's stories, the same like sort of post reposted. And it just made me question their integrity. Like, are you really supporting um, this cause? And are you really trying to spread awareness? Or are you just trying to jump on the bandwagon and just because everybody is doing it, um, you do it as well? Yeah, the thing is sometimes I feel it's to the point where like, it's more for attention more than the issue itself because it's just like sometimes there's like it's like trendy to repost an issue like a specific issue or something for example like black lives matter like although i don't want to get too controversial i just feel like some of these people who are just constantly reposting this don't really like 
have a passion for the issue and is doing it for more of the attention and the respect out of the community. Yeah, um, but following on to that, I do agree like to some part extent, but like a little bit of it is it's not it affects some of us more than others because we're we might be more personally connected to it or just like deeply affected by it. So I think we also have to take that into account. I mean, also like like some people who don't like really necessarily understand or like have knowledge like have a like deep knowledge on the issue. I feel like they're still like like they're still giving like reposting stuff, but like they don't really understand the topic itself. So like it's more for like like following up on their points. It's more for like like it's because it's like trending or like not not trending. Like it's like what like most people do. So like they do it as well. Yeah, um, I think actually what Sunny, um, you said about like not knowing how the issue affects them personally is something that has kind of changed and like turned my mind a bit because truly we don't know what others are going through. So it'd be wrong to judge them about something. Um, but yeah, I like it, it, it just varies depending on person, um, person to person. But like sometimes it just makes me wonder how, um, how effective these Instagram threads or posts are. Um, but moving on, um, we have our ISIA article for the podcast sort of thing. Um, so the article we looked at today, um, that, that we're looking at today, sorry, that's kind of related to our topic in general, um, is an article by Sylvia Chan. Um, and the article's title is Copaganda, Brooklyn Nine-Nine in light of the BLM protest. Obviously, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a very, very popular show. Um, and I think the article is actually really well written and um, it did give a lot of insight onto what people thought of the show. Um, but what are your opinions on like the article itself? So as I said, I think the article is really well written um, and it's actually really interesting how um, they explore like racial bias because I, I have watched the show before um, and it's, it's really interesting how some of the things we didn't even know about still exist in um, like, police stations and workforces, like discrimination, racial discrimination specifically, um, in this sort of workforce is still really prevalent to this day. Um, on, obviously that was highlighted to, that was highlighted in the um, article and the BLM protest. But I think it's, it's quite interesting to see how immediately the attention shifted to B99 and how um, as a media, they are portraying something and that, influences what we think about stuff. So I think it was just kind of interesting to see how the BLM protest directly affected this show. Um, although I've never actually watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, I still feel like they did a good job on like depicting the issues of gender and racial inequality. And I also think it is interesting to see how they implemented these issues and made it made their take on it in the TV show, even though um, as the article said, you normally wouldn't like see these issues in the TV show as they are mostly for entertainment and not for insight and more like uh, serious matters, I'd say in general. Yeah, and so relating to that, I do agree because we're kind of getting education, but in a more like fun and engageable way, which I think is more suited for like the majority of people. Cause like 
not many of us are willing to spend hours like learning from boring sources and stuff but but rather in like through a show would be a better option i guess and like in the article it talks about how the writers are like rewriting the entire season um uh like because of the black lives matter and i think it that's really good but at the same time like some brands and like companies will just like post one post saying that they support black lives matter just because like they think a lot more people will like support the brand because they support it even though they don't actually support it and it's just something they do to like attract people and like just posting one thing about it doesn't actually mean they help the cause and things like that but yeah i've seen like a lot of like shows and brands and like celebrities like post about like these big issues and stuff but again like relating to Joyce it never like means that they 100% like uh support or really care about the issue itself it might just be to make their brand or their name bigger as um it's also to earn the community's respect yeah i agree um and i also think with what Joyce and Kenyo said um once again, it sort of just questions the integrity of um, the issue as a whole. Like, ultimately, you don't really know if um, when someone is raising awareness about something, you don't really know if they're doing it with true intent or they're doing it for an ulterior sort of motive. But yeah, um, it's a really good article. So I encourage all you guys to go read it and check it out on the ICL website. Um, let's move in and talk about just social media in general, because um, we talk, We did talk about Instagram a little bit, but let's dive into like um, the other sort of forms of social media. So it'll be like Twitter and Snapchat and WhatsApp um, and just talk about things like cancel culture, which um, obviously everyone knows about cancel culture. But yeah, what are your thoughts on cancel culture? Personally, like in my humble opinion, I I don't think cancer culture i think it's really toxic and it's i mean yeah I, yeah i just feel like it's really toxic and like just yeah yeah so to add on to that i think everyone makes mistakes and have different opinions like although they might not be morally correct i think everyone deserves like a second chance if if you will like just you know to let them speak up for themselves and like maybe they have changed from whatever they've done wrong that made them get cancelled okay so i want to talk about this like in english right like english class today um so we were basically like looking at this uh advertisement for like um white supremacy like it's sony's like newest ad to promote the white edition of the playstation and it was like um it was basically a white person like holding up a black person like it's like i mean like looking down on the black person like it is supreme and that's how they like depicted the playstation 5 like basically like the white edition is better than the black i'm not really sure what the text said because i kind of forgot but like the thing is i'm very like looking back at it right now in 2020 uh, I think that ad released in like 2016 or something. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, looking back at it in 2020 right now, it's like amazing that Sony somehow didn't get cancelled because I feel like 
there would be like if if that ad was released in this year uh, or well last year I guess from last year to this year there would be like an instant outrage in social media and it would just instantly explode and the entire community would like absolutely cancel Sony so I don't really understand how they got past that in that year no I completely agree but I think a large part of that is like the lack of awareness of that because I don't remember when it was released either but it would have been probably probably before social media was so um, prevalent in everyone's lives. So I think a big part of something that really affects cancel culture is it being spread all over social media. Because and I think what really makes it toxic is that when it's shared onto social media, people are only going to list like the bad aspects. No one's going to list the good aspects and expect people to cancel them and support what they're saying. So of course they're just going to list the bad aspects. And even I do this sometimes, like I will just believe what they say and not do any extra research for, for myself. And then I will just sometimes jump on the bandwagon as well. And I don't think that's right because then that's not being completely fair yeah um definitely agreed um yeah that's basically what i was saying about how um people who comment on posts and say stuff that's um really mean um it just contradicts their point because if you're canceling some someone for doing something wrong to do to cancel them essentially you're just bullying them and like um, passing hate. So I just think that's very toxic energy on the app itself. But yeah. See, I feel like cancel, cancel culture is like, it, it's like kind of wrong. Cause like, like the, the canceling of someone is very opinion based. Cause a lot of times they're not actually doing something wrong, right? Like not by law or anything. It's just, it's just what the community thinks it's wrong. It is wrong. But sometimes one part of the community thinks it's wrong and some stand against it. So a lot of times this can create hate uh, inside the community where different people, cl- uh, different people's opinions clash together. And it's, it's never like agreed like uh, it, when one person is cancelled because... Um, so uh, some might fight against the fact that they did something wrong and some might try and cancel them. And like the opinion, basically what I'm trying to say is that the opinion is never collected as they're not actually doing something that is wrong um, as like a rule, I guess. There's no rule that they're actually breaking, I guess. I think it depends because for some people, like mainly in cancel culture, people are just like, picking at everything you do and trying to like find a reason to cancel you and like um a lot of time it's really small things and people like bully them a lot for it but at the same time there's also people like some like there's some people that have done really really bad things but because they're like a celebrity and people like them then they don't get like canceled for it like some people do things that are actually against the law like like sexual assault and stuff like that but they don't get like any consequences were so I think there's like both sides 
I mean, like for cancel culture, a lot of people have been like, 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 like the, the community has like been like digging up like stuff from like the past that celebrities have like celebrities or like, like idols have done to like purposely like, like try to cancel them for like the clout, I guess. Like so, like just they're trying to like start something, even though it's been like, like five, four or five years, but they they like haven't like noticed this until like recently, and they're trying to cancel them. Yeah, um, and just like adding to what everybody said in the past as well, like, I think what really annoys me with cancel culture is there's like, the line between humor and something that's blatantly, blatantly disrespectful is very unobvious. Like, for different people, it can mean different things. It also depends on like the type of person. Like, if you're friends with someone that um, makes jokes, um, and they like, make it with a topic that's could be insensitive to other people, you guys could still laugh about it. But if you're doing it in front of people that take offense to these topics, suddenly it's not funny anymore. Um, and it's it's just disrespectful. That's what I like, that's what is confusing to me with social media because I just don't understand the line between that and how someone can on one hand be entirely funny and on the other hand just get completely canceled and lose everything. Yeah, I mean, because there is no like set rules for social media that's a, like the biggest thing to this issue it's because there is no like drawn line between what's right and what's wrong it's like entirely objective and opinion based of the communities of people and like the different type of like personalities that are on social media which is just it it creates like a huge like split between social media because i don't think in the entirety of social media I, I don't think there's like a real like key, like a collective community because I, I i get that it's a platform to share your own opinions but a lot of opinions can also lead to harassment and toxicity within the community which is just it's just bad because there really is no set right or wrong. yeah so i think in the end it ultimately just depends on your sense of humor like personally because I mean, like, there are reasons why certain like comedians are more popular than others, simply because like they appeal to a larger audience, audiences. So like, which might be how like the majority appears to be, but some I still find like take offense in their jokes, which is okay. But I also think it really depends on your audience because if you're just talking to your friends, for example, and you're making a possibly offensive joke, then usually that's less that'll be less problematic than if you were to do that in front of a bunch of strangers or people that you don't know well so I think you really need to know your audience yeah um and also going back to Sunny's point um where he talked about how um some jokes can appeal to larger audiences um it it honestly really depends on your audience because if you look at like Borat um, Borat 1 and 2. I'm not saying like if I've watched it or not, but just um, my like sense of what the film is, I can definitely tell that some of the jokes in it are like very, very um, offensive to certain groups of people. And Borat didn't get cancelled. In fact, it's loved by so many people um, because their jokes appeal to them. And on social media, like there isn't like a target group, right? And I feel like a lot of people as 
you guys have previously mentioned before, jump on the bandwagon. So if they see that, oh, this person's getting canceled, this person has something, done something wrong without like thinking about the situation, they'll just support the person that is saying they're doing something wrong. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, like audience is like really important as if a joke is like, or something is performed to the wrong audience. It's just you either get canceled or you get absolutely flamed. But when it's to the right audience, you can be praised for making those jokes. No, I was just talking about like, just now you mentioned Bora and the first movie was like in back in like 2006 when like, like no one really like, but like, no, I, I'm sorry. Um, This movie, like the uh, Borat 2, which is like released in like 2020, like a lot of people like, uh, have been like worried about it like, getting cancelled entirely and like people have been like um uh, like on social media i mean media uh they've been like uh like on their posts where it's like like related to the movie they have been like uh saying that uh this movie compared to like one which was released back in like 22 like like a long time ago like that even though despite the sense of humor being the exact same, people will like react very differently to the movie. And yeah. Yeah, for sure, agreed. Um, moving on to the sort of next topic of this podcast. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, we're gonna talk a little bit about petitions. Um, we're not gonna, to avoid controversy, we're not gonna specifically mention um, petitions but we're just gonna talk about the effectiveness as a whole. So um, what do you guys think about petitions in a more general rather than like opinionated way? Uh, very personally speaking, I don't think it's that effective. Like, because ultimately we've seen a lot of like different petitions, like I'm not gonna name like which ones, but there are ones that almost like everyone is talking about asking people to sign it, reposting on their social medias, whatever. But at the end, we don't see any results, if I'm being honest. Like, it's raising awareness, yes, but have there, like, is there change? Not really. Yeah, that's factual. Like, in, in year six, I remember doing this project about, like, Chinese people eating dogs in, like, this part of China, where, like, it's celebrated to, like, eat dogs. And then I saw, like, petitions were, like, they worked like i thought they worked so i signed one and then like two years later i checked back and literally nothing happened and i was like so disappointed because i thought like my one like like my one signature actually did something but in in the long run it really didn't and like that was one of the things that like really defined petitions for me as like most in most cases useless because also with the fact that the bigger petitions where uh, it requires more signatures and stuff, it, it's still not like, normally you're speaking to like a government, like I'd say it would be speaking out to a government about an issue in a certain like country. But uh, like, honestly, a hundred million signatures are like not enough to reach to the government, right? If you honestly think about like the protests in Hong Kong compared to like um, a small online petition I, I really don't think 
that it has a big enough effect. Just a factual perspective on petitions in general. I did do some research earlier on this, um, and the most like famous website for petitions are um, is change.org. And through my research, I did like I don't know if it's completely credible, but I do um, believe in the research because I can see it on their website. But what I have seen is that um, what change.org does sometimes is when they collect your emails, not only are they like checking if it's legit. Um, but they're basically gathering your information to try and um, attract you to sign more of their petitions or just try and like, you know how companies use your information in general to see which sort of petitions would appeal to you in the future and things like that. So like sort of Facebook and their whole scandal, change.org also uses their emails, uh, sorry, your emails that you put in um, and they like track all your information and things like that. And another thing they do is so companies or like people that are um, making the petition, they can also like, they can also pay change.org to um, get this many amount of signatures. And then change.org will then use that information and use your emails information and then send you those petitions so that they get their money and the company gets the signatures. So that's sort of what I've looked into it. And that has 100% changed my mind about petitions. Like I agree with what has been said before. I don't think they're effective, um, especially on like a large basis. In my experience, that is quite accurate because when I was younger, I didn't actually realize how, personally, I believe how unimpactful petitions can be. So then I signed I created an account and then for like a few weeks after that I just got spammed with a bunch of petitions that they were asking me to sign and it was very obvious that they were all catered towards me because they were all petitions that were similar to what I had signed before and I think that's really similar to um, if you've seen the social dilemma how they were saying that like Instagram was catering posts or just advertisements towards you to get you to stay on longer so as similar to how change.org is sending you posts that um petitions that are catered towards you to make money for themselves yeah like i feel like the, the website itself like it can easily like manipulate a lot of stuff with your personal details um like with your email alone it can encourage you to sign like many many more petitions and make money for themselves as um you guys have said and i mean like i, I was kind of glad that i never actually made an account i only use like my name and like now thinking about it like after having this talk even having my name on that website is just not very like it's not really comfortable to me because it's it's so easy to just get your personal information leaked off like these websites and like have your name misused as like a like uh, this person signed this but maybe it, it was just like maybe it could have been like really long ago and it can your name can easily be flashed out to the public saying that you support this or support that even though your opinions may have changed and it could be entirely based off just like one signature that you signed like 10 years ago.
Yeah, um, agreed. So moving sort of on to our um, segment that we always do in this podcast, um, we have actually very interesting would you rathers and they are more lighthearted and not very serious. Um, so you guys can introduce the would you rathers you came up with. So for the first one we have, uh, would you rather use Instagram or Snapchat? Um, we can just go around answering our opinions because I actually quite like this one. Um, yeah, whoever wants to start. Yeah, I'll start off. So I personally prefer uh, Instagram simply because I never really understood the point of Snapchat with like just sending pictures to like talk to your friends, which I some find somewhat weird, but that's my opinion. So. Yeah, I feel like in Instagram, there's just like a wider range of um, like uh, types of like posts you can see. Because I think Snapchat is more about like talking and sending pictures to friends, even though I feel like you can do all that on Instagram, right? Um, like Instagram as like a social media page, I think is more effective than Snapchat as I think in Snapchat, you have to be, like, friends. I don't really use Snapchat, but, like, I think you have to be friends with, like, people in order to actually, like, talk to them. Where, so, like, it's, like, more, a more closed community. And I think Instagram is a lot bigger and it has, like, uh, a lot more, a wider range of, like, uh, media you have actually access to um, instead of just friends and people you know. And I think the main function of Snapchat anyways is to send pictures to your friends. That's the reason I prefer Snapchat because it's a closed community rather than a more open community because I personally rather keep in touch, keep in touch. I feel like it's easier for me to keep in touch with the, the smaller community rather than the larger one. And for me, on Instagram there's just a lot going on and I subconsciously sometimes will ignore certain messages because there's just so much going on there's like the posts the stories the chats and then now there's like a shopping function which I'm not sure why you would do that on Instagram for me I prefer Instagram because I don't use it only to like socialize I like I just I like go to the explore page and I'm there for like two hours because it's just like my entertainment and so like for me it's yeah also for entertainment so that's why I would prefer Instagram. Yeah uh, I'm gonna side with Kiara here I personally prefer Snapchat over Instagram um just because I feel like for me Instagram is just really toxic um and Snapchat is just like as Kiara said it's close to me you can just text your friends and I like I like the private story feature a lot um and yeah that's just why I like Snapchat better. Yeah, I mean, I'll understand your point because, like, I feel like if you just want to, if, if you're just trying to, like, socialize with, like, friends and stuff as a communication app and, like, without all the news and media functions of Instagram, as just, like, a purely communication app, I feel like Snapchat is a lot simpler and there's, like, a lot less that you have to look at before you actually get to chatting. And, um, uh, you also see like a lot less irrelevant uh, irrelevant stuff to your eyes. Like if, if you're just solely wanting to chat, then other stuff on Instagram will probably be irrelevant to you anyways. So as just a, like a 
chat uh, talking with your friends app like snapchat is a way more straightforward and easier solution um also on snapchat one more point is that i like that you can see if when people screenshot things or screen record things because i personally feel more comfortable knowing when people are screenshotting my chats with them and i feel like I, I would rather know if someone is screenshotting my chats because then that really helps me identify who I'm really friends with and who's just not a true friend and who my fake friends are, essentially. There's also why you don't send nudes on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for the advice, Kenyo. Um, let's move on to our next would you rather. Would you rather have your parents see your DMs or have your parents see your Instagram posts? All right. Personally, I would have my parents, uh... And you don't even post. Yeah. So, personally, I would have my parents look at my profile. And, yeah, that's why. I'm pretty sure half of us here don't actually post, so, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's like kind of not weird. Just I personally don't feel comfortable putting pictures of myself on the internet where like everyone could capture it and just save it for other purposes. I would also um, have my parents see my post just because I wouldn't want anyone to see my messages except for the person I'm talking to. Like, I just think that's a very private thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I would also rather them see my posts. So our next would you rather is would you rather be followed by your favorite celebrity or have them reply to one of your messages? Um, I'm sorry. Um, I would have them reply to my message because, like, um, because you actually get to interact with them without, like, like a following doesn't really mean anything, you know. I agree. Like, if they send a message, it's like you actually talk to them, but them following you, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, so I agree as well. I would rather have them like talk to me because it's a really more personal connection rather than just them following me. Guys, you know the creator of Off-White Virgil Abloh follows me because he got hacked? So like, I can't relate because I'm just too popular. I'm sorry, guys. No, it's okay. We, we all wish to be like you, Kenya. We all wish to be like you. Yeah, let's move on to your next would you rather. Um, so for the next one, it's not really a would you rather, but it's like, um, but it's more related back to our talk for like the, like the petition and like Instagram. So would you inquire deeper into an issue after scrolling past an Instagram repost about a certain issue or would you just like click open and ignore it? For me, like it depends on whether like it like triggers my interest or not, because most of the time I'm like really unbothered by what's going on anyways. But then again, there are times where I can see something on Instagram and I'm like, I need to know more about this and I would do some extra research on my own. But that again, really depends on what the issue is or like the topic of the post. Yeah, like I feel the same way as Sunny. Like a lot of like issues, I just scroll past because it really doesn't concern me but if it actually piques my interest then I will go check it out and also the thing is like 
a lot of like the bigger issues I'd, I'd say um I, I I don't inquire into them that much because it's like you see like 20 of those posts and like you already know what's going on so like reposting and reposting them like every single person that you follow reposting them is just kind of just a burden in your Instagram feed at that point but like um for like smaller uh posts I feel like it's um it really just depends on the topic yeah I agree I think it also really depends on what the post is like if it's something that completely does not interest me I'm just gonna scroll past it and like skip the story um whereas if it is I'm not gonna use that source as my main one I would just go on the proper internet instead of Instagram but yeah okay so the next question is uh do you have your status on Instagram turned on or off like your activity status Personally, I, I um, have them turned off simply because um, I feel like I don't want everyone I know to like have like an idea of like when and what I'm doing because because the thing because the thing is like I want my privacy sometimes and like them just like being able to check on like what I'm doing and whenever I'm online feels a little bit weird to me in a sense. But then again, it allows you to like check up on your friends in certain situations so yeah personally i used to have it off for a very long time but i very recently turned it back on um just because i don't really care anymore i guess um it's really just a matter of if i like i don't really look at if someone is online and then i would text them like i just if i need to text someone i'll just text them like the activity status doesn't really matter to me but I think I just decided to turn it on instead of off just because, um, I don't know. I think it's just easier if you see someone's online and then it's just, okay, I'm, I'm rambling. But what I basically mean is that if I can see someone's online, it's just easier for me to text them and for me, for me to get a reply. Because when you have your activity status turned off, you can't see if other people are, are online. So that was just the reason why I turned it back on. Well, yeah, I think on Instagram, if you turn it off, it's it's like a fair trade because you don't get to see others um, as well. So, I mean, I personally have it off because, you know, you sometimes you're just like tired to reply. It's just like you're just too lazy. So it would make the other person feel bad as well. So, like, you just kind of want to avoid that. Um, for me, I have it on. Because for me, I think if I see one of my friends are online, because sometimes I, I'm just bored and I want to talk to someone and I don't mind talking to any of my friends. So if one of them is online, I'll just talk to them. So yeah, that's why I have it on. I I have it on myself because like it, it serves, like for me at least, it serves as a reminder. So like like when you have it on, other people see like your status is on. So if they message me, I'm like, that's like a reminder for me to like reply to them, you know? Cause like, I feel like I'm, yeah. Uh, mine's actually off right now, but I think what Ted said's a really good idea because I feel like if mine's on, I'll actually feel like I kind of have to respond. And usually 
I don't always respond straight away. And so mine's off because I don't want people to see or feel like I'm ignoring them when that's not always the case. Sort of concludes our would you rathers. Um, okay, um, well, I think for me, what I've just learned is that um, I think it's really important to take into account different people's situations and perspectives before judging them. Um, and personally, I'm gonna take this as my reminder to get off Instagram um, and Snapchat and everything and just um, get into like the real world and just real world and just enjoy it a bit more because it's definitely really toxic for me at times. But yeah, um, that sort of concludes our podcast for today. Thank you guys for listening. If you have made it all the way to the end, um, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye have a good time.